What can I do for you, gentlemen? You the guy with the Van Halen tickets? That could be. How much you want for something in the first ten rows? Twenty bucks a piece. Those tickets are only twelve fifty. So don't buy them. Come on, Arnold. All the other scalpers are so loud. Scalper? Did you call me a scalper? Listen, gentlemen, I perform a service here, and the service costs money. Now, do you want the tickets or don't? Okay, we'll take them. This is the Growing Up Rock Podcast with your host, Stephen Michael and Sonny Hollywood Pooney. Now, crank it up. High crime zone in the city of life. Say it, Well, Sonny, as people are listening to this episode, we are entering in the final week of our Van Halen tribute, uh, which has been the entire month of December, and it's been a blast. We've gotten some good feedback. We've done some fun episodes, and what a great way to show tribute to one of the greatest of all time, Eddie Van Halen. How do you feel about this month thus far? Uh, the month has gone well. I like it that we haven't talked about a lot of the music, the same music, like over and over and over. And honestly, I didn't get burnt out on Van Halen, which by this time I'd usually be, come on, can we just talk about something else, please? So there's enough music to keep you interested. And I think our episodes were different enough to keep it interesting. And I think it's cool because we didn't make it about the Dave and Sammy thing. We really explored it all, Dave, Sammy, and including Gary. And we're going to talk a little bit about that in this episode as we dive into our personal favorite deep Van Halen tracks. And we had some rules that we put in place, and we'll go over those rules a little bit later on in this episode. But, you know, it's the holiday season. Let me talk to you a little bit about something that's been weighing heavy on my mind. Would you like to know what that is there, Sonny? Uh, No, but go ahead. I'm going to talk to you... Yeah, that's good. I'm going to talk to you about robot vacuums. <laughs> do you own one of these robot vacuums? I do not, but I do sell them proudly. I robot. Hi, how are you? I robot. How are you doing? <laughs> so I got this shark robot vacuum that I purchased during Amazon prime days because they had a really good deal on it. It's one of those self emptying ones. So it backs itself up to its little canister and it empties out itself after it goes and it vacuums. And I have to say that in terms of vacuuming, this thing does really good. I mean, it gets up some shit. I'm really surprised how how much this thing does. But the whole robot vacuum thing is based on the fact that it maps your house so that it knows where it's going and when it's when it's doing it, right? Which room it's it's vacuuming. This little son of a bitch can't map my house to save its life. It keeps getting lost and 
running into the corner and telling me it's lost and not finding its way back to the thing. Man, this thing's just irritating the shit out of me, Sonny. You got any advice for me? Well, let me ask some questions here. When was the last time you left the house? <laughs> well, I leave the house every day. I go to the gym. <laughs> I meant left the house like for a day or so. Uh, the road trip I took, when was that? Last month, the month before last. Month before last, and then the cruise before that probably. Yeah, in February. Yeah, that's, uh, well, we went to, we went down to Florida to visit family during the summer. Okay. Because I'm trying to figure out, you're gone so little. What the hell do you need a robot vac? You are that fucking lazy that you can't get your ass up and do your own vacuuming? That's terrible. That's terrible, man. Your mother brought you up wrong. That's what it is. Well, so here's the deal. There's a story to this. Besides you're lazy. No, it has nothing to do with it. I'm OCD. So I got to have a clean house. So I clean more than anybody I know. That's just my personality. So no, I'm not lazy in terms of pushing a vacuum. I've done it before. I continue to do it. Even with this robot vacuum, I still do it. But the deal is, is that in January, we're getting some renovations done and we're getting new floors. And so my wife wanted uh, one of those robot vacuums. I took advantage of Prime Days, good time to do it. And we got one. So that's the story behind the robot vacuum. Wow. Uh, for the whole mapping thing, I guess stop moving shit around so it can actually map. No, we're not moving anything around. <laughs> well, then you got a broken vacuum because they shouldn't have a problem. Well, you know what? You get what you pay for. That's what you're getting right there, cheap ass. They shouldn't sell Helen Keller as the dang robot vacuum. <laughs> <laughs> and it's one of those circle ones, I'm assuming. Yeah. Yeah. It some days it does okay, some days it doesn't, but it's been making me mad so far. Damn <laughs> robot. <laughs> it's taking over the world. <laughs> anyway, that's got nothing to do with Van Halen, but I had to get your opinion on that. <laughs> All righty then. It is the holiday season, you know. We sell a ton of those things. I I cannot imagine why I would ever buy one. You think somebody that tuned into the podcast right now is like is this a rock podcast or yeah. homemaking podcast? Hey, <laughs> my robot vacuum is painted red, white, and black stripes. So there oh, you go. Oh, good Lord. That would be killer, wouldn't it? Yeah, that would be. <laughs> that would be. That's a good idea. I'm surprised that doesn't exist out there somewhere. Somebody's done that, I bet. Read them and weep. Van Halen at the Central. Third row. Hey, Mary, I got two tickets to Van Halen this weekend. What time should I pick you up? It is Miss McGarrickle, Donnie, and that's cute, but I am your teacher, not your girlfriend. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> All right, before we get into tonight's episode, you know we got to do this. It's time for the Crank It Up New Music Spotlight. All right, so for tonight's Crank It Up New Music Spotlight, we are featuring a band called Palace. And this is a song called Rock and Roll Radio. Check it out. She's got the
So I've actually been waiting for this album for a while. It's got some hookiness, and this song's good, so you know people should definitely check it out. It won't end up in my top 10. There's, I don't know what's missing, and it's good, but it didn't come off as great to me. Now, I will tell you, knowing that Michael Palace does pretty much everything except for one guitar solo and one backing vocal track, that's pretty damn impressive. I got to give him that. Um, and there's some hookiness, but uh, yeah, it didn't like blow me away and blow me away. All right. So here's what I'll tell you about this record. Palace is the brainchild of Swedish vocalist and multi-instrumentalist Michael Palace. I've never heard of this dude in my life. This record came out December 4th. It's just a melodic rock album that's heavily influenced by the sounds of the 80s. And you can get that a little bit from that song. When I first got an advance of this record, I listened to one or two songs and shoved it away because I was like, yeah, not my thing. And I thought, okay, maybe Sonny will dig this, but not my thing. Well, some way, shape, or form, I don't even know why, I started listening to this record. And I want to say I had seen some people post about it, and I'm like, really? You like this record? Okay, let me go check this out. So I started listening to this record in full. And I got to tell you, it quickly grew on me. Like, I'm really surprised because, honestly, this isn't really in my wheelhouse. It's a little bit too poppy, too melodic for me, personally. Not enough guitar. But I, there's hooks. There's hooks in this, and I like a little bit of the throwback sound to the 80s. I just keep listening to it. What I would tell you is listen to the record in full and give it a few more shots and see if it grows on you. If not, fine, but... This record really grew on me the more that I listened to it. I got to be honest. Hmm. Okay. I'll give you another shot. Ah, check it out. The band is called Palace. The guy's name is Michael Palace. And he, like Sonny says, plays everything on the record. Uh, he's one of those guys that does it all. So check it out. The record, I think, is called Rock and Roll Radio. And that was the title track off the record. Uh, it's another Frontiers band. So dig it. All right. On to tonight's episode. This is Gimli Roth from Van Halen. Take the radio and place it against your body. Feel the sound of my words as they travel directly up your spine, right into your mind. Van Halen delivers tonight, Mobile Municipal Auditorium. This is as hard as it gets. You really got it now. Yeah. Killer rock and roll. Tonight's the night. Get your tickets right now at the Municipal Auditorium box office. Concert of your life, Van Halen. From Beach Club and Cellar Door. So we decided, you know, we did this top 20 thing, and basically what we had done with the top 20 thing a couple episodes back was we took singles, and we didn't really take top 20 singles. We just kind of took 20 singles and had people rank them. Well, then we were thinking, you know what? Let's do an episode where we talk about songs that are not the singles. So we kind of impose some rules on ourselves so we can call it deep tracks. I don't even know if Van Halen really has a lot of deep tracks where a Y and T every track's a deep track. Van Halen probably 
not every track is a track that people know, but there's probably three sets of fans. There's the super nerds that know it all. There's the Fairweather fan that probably only knows the videos and the hits and doesn't know that there was albums after F-U-C-K. And then there's the middle guys, probably like me, that I there's a you know couple of Desert Island albums in the discography, and I know and have heard all of the Van Halen songs, but I don't probably know them all to the greatest level. So what we decided to do is we'll, we're like, well, let's pick 10 songs and we'll make it as fair as we can. They can't be singles. You got to pick four DLR. You got to pick four Sammy. You got to pick a Gary track, believe it or not. And then we'll give you an extra. So that 10th one can be whatever it needs to be. So that way it didn't end up to where, you know, Steven picks seven DLR and three Sammy. I picked seven Sammy and three DLR and Gary gets the shaft. So we were trying to be as uh, fair as possible. Is that accurate? That's accurate, and for God's sakes, we don't want to give anybody the shaft. Who's the black private dick that's a sex machine to all the chicks? You're damn right. Who is the man that would risk his neck for his brother man? Can you dig it? Damn right. <laughs> Gary doesn't want my shaft. Is that what you're trying to say? Shaft, shut your mouth. He's one bad mother. <laughs> I like that movie. I like the original. Then they remade it. I like that one too. The one with Samuel L. Jackson is really good. Uh, there's one after that one that was good too. So there's three remakes with it. I don't think I saw the one after the Samuel L. Jackson one, but I, I've yeah. got that Samuel L. Jackson on DVD. He was really good. Oh, yeah, yeah. What's even cooler is when I went to Memphis the other day on my, well, not the other day, but a couple months ago on my road trip, we went to the Stax Museum in Memphis, and uh, they had Isaac Hayes' Cadillac in there. Wow, okay. Man, that was killer. That's one bad pimp mobile. See, it's all about mind control. You got to act a part. Any man can control a bitch's heart, but a pimp got to control a bitch's mind. Know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. Pimp gotta be out there every motherfucking day keeping us bitches in line. Can't let them go shopping, spending their money on stupid shit. Bitches gotta think that's your motherfucking money, know what I'm saying? Yeah, I believe I know what you are saying. All right, well, since we're talking about Gary's shaft or getting Gary getting the shaft, <laughs> why don't we start with Gary's track? So we each picked one Gary track, because technically there's only one album to pick from. So uh, which one did you pick? I've made no bones about it. This record for me is really doesn't sit well in the catalog, but I have to be honest. The other day I'm digging through YouTube as I so often do. And I stumbled upon this hour concert. At least it was an hour of footage from a Van Halen concert in Australia. And it was with Gary. So it was around that time period of this album released. It gave me a newfound appreciation for a lot of these tracks on this record. And I won't go too deep into this because we're going to explore this record next year when we go through each Van Halen record. But the two tracks, well, I picked one track off this record that I like quite a bit, and that is Fire in the Hole. Uh, I think it's the closest one for me in the Van Halen sound, and I dig this song. You know, that was a single, right? No. So you already broke the rules. Yeah, well, was it a single? That was a single? That 
Really? Fire, yeah. In the hole, yeah. But it was an actual single? Yeah. Oh, uh, well, I got a backup. No, I didn't know that. I thought they released one single. That wasn't the first single, though, right? They released that uh, One I Want was the single, right? The first one. I think they had three singles. I'm checking right now just to make sure. Yeah, Fire in the Hole was the third single released in July of 98, you cheater. What was the second one? One I Want was second. Without You was first. Without You was the first one. That's the one I was thinking of. It's okay. I got a backup. Cheater. Yeah, well, at least I'm mending my cheating ways. Yeah, now I'm pulling it up to make sure the next thing you pick is not a single. So now I'm going to have it up. It won't be because you already gave me all the singles. Yeah, but I'm going to check all the other ones you pick. What were the singles again? (laughs) (laughs) Without You, One I Want, and Fire in the Hole. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Those are the three (laughs) best songs. One I Want was my other one. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. Wow, dude. There's two other songs that are actually pretty good. Okay, let me go back to the list and look real quick because (laughs) those are definitely my favorite songs. Here I thought, and I'm going to be honest, I didn't look at all the singles because I was kind of certain I knew what the singles were, which apparently I did not. So (laughs) I thought there's no way in hell this was a single, but apparently I was wrong. Okay, so the uh, other song that wasn't a single that I like quite a bit is Dirty Water Dog. So that's that's my uh, my song off this record then, Dirty Water Dog. And truthfully, I didn't know I liked that song as much as I did until um, I heard that on Sirius XM during the uh, Van Halen tribute thing that they were doing on Classic Rock Radio. So Dirty Dog Water. <laughs> dirty Water Dog. It's not Dirty Dog Water. It could be Dirty Dog Water. You don't know where that dog's been. That water might be wow. dirty. Anyway, that song's pretty good. To me, it's like a little brother to finish what you started. So it's actually got the Van Hagar feel. So I actually like that song too. Yeah. My Gary pick was, and you know, by the time you hear this, hopefully the election's over. Supposedly the election's been over a little while, but (laughs) Georgia's still got an election going on. And by the time this episode comes out, the president has not taken the oath. So I guess the election isn't technically over, but the one I picked was Ballot or the Bullet. So I really like the song because it's kind of like a melodic gem on this pretty diverse album. And it's got an extreme three sides feel to it. It's got a pretty unique guitar solo. So that's why I like it. Yeah, cool. Man, we made it through Van Halen 3. Holy shit. Wow. Yeah, and you cheated. So now I've got to check all of your David Lee Roth picks. So go ahead and share your four David Lee Roth picks. This I'm 100% sure of. Oh, you you think you are. If I'm not, I have other backups. How are you liking our deep track episode so far? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, before we jump right into these David Lee Ross songs, I got to ask you, uh, because at the time of us recording, now when people hear this, Christmas will be over with, but at the time we're recording this, we're about a week and a half out from Christmas, so... How do you do your shopping there, Sonny? Do you do it all at Kohl's with Kohl's cash? (laughs) (laughs) No. So, uh, you know, I I know you have some OCD tendencies. I do too. So for the last, uh, I don't know, several years, I can't really put a number to it. I enjoy buying the gifts for the kids. So I buy all the gifts for the kids. Um, Nicole buy things, you know, here and there. And it's not that she doesn't want to or she can't. It's just I enjoy doing it. And I always have when I bought them toys and now it's not really toys because they're teenagers, but 
I'll have it all bought, delivered or picked up and wrapped before Thanksgiving. So it's been sitting in my room in boxes since almost Halloween. (laughs) So I, and I, you know, cause the three kids are here. So each of them has the same amount of gifts. They have stocking stuffers. Each of them have the same amount of stocking stuffer thingies. And then we do a deal, no deal, 35 envelope, uh, deal or no deal. And in the 35 envelopes, there's a combination of dollar bills, $2 bills, fives, tens, twenties, and hundreds and fifties and some lottery tickets. And then I'll put a different amount of money in each envelope. I'll number all, I'll shuffle them all up, number on the envelope. So I don't even know them. I put them on the table. Each one of them gets to pick 11. The two that are left go to Nicole and they don't get to touch them or try to feel how heavy they are. None of that. You got to pick it from afar and you get the money you get. That is brilliant. I absolutely yeah. love that. That is freaking fantastic. Holy shit. I'm totally stealing that. <laughs> With who? The cats? Well, the cats and my wife. <laughs> I love that idea, man. That's fantastic. Yeah. As the kids got older, they wanted cash, right? So, you know, it was fun buying them Play-Doh and all that kind of stuff. But as they got older, uh, they started watching Deal or No Deal and they really enjoyed the game. So, Well, here's where you're screwing that up. So you can always make things better. Let me tell you how you're going to make that better there, buddy. What you're going to do is put a $100 bill in one of them and some ones in the others, but in a couple of them, you're just going to put a note that says, I love you. Have a great day. (laughs) (laughs) And then watch the expression on their face when they get it. (laughs) See, if you put money in all of them, it kind of takes the fun out of it because there's really no risk. They're going to walk away with something. So that kind of takes fun out of it. I like the idea of them walking away with just some sentiments basically (laughs) yeah uh maybe i'll incorporate that next year Uh, not this year (laughs) well since we're not going away for the holidays this year and my wife and i are staying home we took the governor off the price limit we usually either don't get each other anything or we just get each other little things you know that equal a certain amount uh to spend but since it's just us this year we took the governor off And I really don't mind spending money on presents. My issue is this. I never know what to get the person. And I do hate spending money on stuff that's not going to be enjoyed or utilized. So that part I do, I can't stand. That's why I can't ever buy you gifts because anything I could think of, you probably already got. So that's why you're never getting anything from me. I tried to, I remember I tried to hit your wife up for your uh, 50th uh, birthday. And I wanted to get you something. And she really couldn't give me any great ideas. And any ideas I had on my own, I basically knew that you were going to already have. I can't go out <laughs> and buy you vinyl or something like that. So it just, it, it pisses me off. I can't stand it. It makes me, uh, it sends my blood pressure up because I don't know what to buy people. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's got nothing to do with spending the actual money. If somebody will just make it easy for me and go, here's what I want. Go get it. Cool. That's easy. <laughs> All righty then. All right. So on to Van Halen. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So share your four David tracks. All right. So my four David Lee Roth tracks, and this was really hard for me because there's very, very little Van Halen 
especially David Lee Roth Van Halen, that I dislike. And there's almost none of it that I hate. There's a few songs that I'm tired of, but I like them. But when I took all the singles out of the mix, it made it a little bit easier for me. So I just tried to visit uh, a little bit from different records. So my four David Lee Roth tracks are from the debut album, I'm the One, from Van Halen 2, Bottoms Up, from Women and Children First, Fools, and from the great Fair Warning, Hear About It Later. Those are my four Van Halen, David Lee Roth tracks. Wow. And none of them are the four that I got. So my four are, and this is in no particular order, really. 
from VH1, I had Feel Your Love tonight because I actually like that he actually sings. Yep. Um, you know, and it's got everything you would want a classic Van Halen song. From VH2, I had DOA, and that's more about the groove probably and the backing vocals. Yep. From Women and Children First, I had Everybody Wants Some, and I just love that like little jungle beat thing they got going on. And just the, no, 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 don't take it off. You know, you know, that kind of, thing. or it's just, it's uh, what DLR does in that song is just awesome. Yeah. And then the song that for some reason nobody likes is from 84. I love Top Jimmy. I think it's a great song. It doesn't get enough. Top Jimmy and I'll Wait are two of the best tracks on that song. They just don't get love. Who doesn't like Top Jimmy? It's just anybody I talk to is saying at first, you know, the 84, hey, you know, it's Jump or Panama's in their head and they can't get that out. And then it's a, it's kind of soft and you know, it's the keyboard, you know, you, they only know jump in Panama and Hopper teacher and that's it. They don't even talk about anything else. I love top Jimmy personally. I like that. And I like the two, the two deep tracks off that record for me, top Jimmy's a good one. Drop dead legs. I like a lot Israel. That's a, another good one. Uh, so feel your love tonight was the second song that I would have gone with on the debut record. I'm the one I just like a little bit better. I love Eddie's tone on that song and that song just kicks ass. The grown-up loud minority, what can we say? We're trying to get people to come over to our Facebook group because it makes it easy for us to communicate with you guys. People post about the episodes. We post about upcoming episodes. A lot of times, Sonny will post stuff about trivia and polls and things like that. If we have questions, we want to get you involved in the episodes coming up. That's a great place to do it. So it's really easy. I mean, I'm sure that if you're on Facebook at all, you belong to some of the groups. We just want you to join our group, which is called the Grown Up Rock Loud Minority Facebook group. It's a private group. You just have to ask to join. We let you in. And it's positive. We keep most of the posts pretty positive. Uh, so we don't uh, put up with any political or uh, just, you know, crap bashing. Essentially, we keep it pretty positive and talk about rock and roll and so it's a good group of folks on there now, and we're just trying to grow that group. So come over to the Grown Up Rock Loud Minority Facebook group and join the conversation. Everyone's got a rock and roll story to tell, and we want to hear yours. So go to our website at growinguprock.com. That's one word, G-R-O-W-I-N-U-P-R-O-C-K.com. Or visit us on our Facebook page at Growing Up Rock and tell us all about it. Uh, you mean to tell me we don't talk about sinking Stanley and groping Gene and fake Fraley and Cheetah Chris? We don't, you don't talk about that? We don't talk about any oh. of that crap. Okay. I, got, I got nothing nothing but love for Cheetah Chris and uh, <laughs> fake Ace. <laughs> I like fake Ace. I like his old band. All right. So share your four Sammy songs. All right. So I can do that, of course. I can go into my fourth Sammy song. But, you know, this is a little bit of a holiday episode. So what holiday plans do you have, Hollywood? Do you have any holiday plans? Uh, no, because, uh, you know, I work in retail, right? So I'm working Christmas Eve, thinking about doing the the live stream with Kiss. 
Uh, we did do the live stream a week ago with TSO. Oh, did so you? So TSO's was on the 18th. Yeah. Was that good? Which which uh, TSO version was that? Um, well, I don't know. I haven't seen it yet, dumbass. Remember, we're recording ahead of time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> okay, then. Give in your uh, DeLorean. You were standing on your toilet, and you were hanging a clock, and you fell, and you hit your head on the sink. And that's when you came up with the idea for the flux capacitor, which is what makes time travel possible. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So TSO live stream, we're going to do the KISS live stream on the 24th. I don't know if I'll be able to watch it live. I might have to watch the taping of it because it's like 9 o'clock here. And then let me show you what we've normally done. Christmas Eve night, we would go to all the uh, moms and aunts and uncles types houses. And then Christmas Day, we spend at home. So we'll open stocking stuffers in the morning, have breakfast, and then open presents and then basically watch football or whatever the rest of the day. So nothing too crazy. Hey, in that kiss thing, I thought that was New Year's Eve, that kiss thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. That is New Year's Eve. Okay. It's not Christmas Eve. It's New Year's Eve. I got the same problem New Year's Eve because I work New Year's Eve. Yeah. All right. Cool. Yeah. I was thinking about doing that kiss thing since we're staying home. I haven't decided yet. I did get the uh, email about VIP packages. Did you get oh, that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, the double platinum package is $24,000. Yeah, $24,000 for a suite, and then there were $13,000 premium packages or whatever. And I didn't read all the fine print, but tell me if this is basically it. So you got to get yourself to Dubai, but they put you up in a hotel for five nights, and you get to go to a sound check but it looked like you don't actually get to go to the live taping it looked like they want you to watch it from your hotel room is that right uh, i might be from the balcony i'm not positive i didn't read through all of it because i saw the price and going well it's going to cost that much to get to dubai yeah right so you basically whatever you're going to pay for that if you can afford 24 grand then obviously you're not flying to dubai coach right so you're probably going first class so and if you can only afford the $13,000 one, then you're probably not flying first class, but it's still thirteen grand to get everybody there. That's crazy. It's nuts. It's, come on. It, that's just the whole thing is, that whole piece of it is just ridiculous. And that's, you know, for my rant, I guess, that's just KISS taking it just a couple of steps too far. Just have the live stream, have all the stuff online if people want to buy it. Stop doing packages and shit that basically you're just saying we want celebrities, we want politicians, we want rich people, we want oil. You know, we want to be able to show off the 400 most eligible people on the planet that came to the KISS show because we got Elon Musk there or whatever. It just, I just don't like that part of this whole thing. I agree with all that, but if one of those nice gentlemen or fine young ladies were willing to take me and you, we would go, wouldn't we? Uh, am I married? Well, yeah, I didn't say we had to have sex with them. Oh, yeah, I, there's no way I'm going. I'll never hear the end of that. That that $24,000 ain't worth the pain of never hearing the end of it. Trust me. <laughs> okay, well, what if we each get to bring one person? Nicole wouldn't go, so. You'd bring either your son or Danny. Uh, yeah, or Tone, depending on which one of the three want to go. Yeah, I would have to bring Jen. She's never seen <laughs> the Kiss show, so I wouldn't want to bring anybody else anyway. 
Jen, rewind that. He said, oh, I guess I got to bring my wife. That's what he said. Rewind it again and listen to it again. He didn't want to. He guesses he has to. You're like a politician taking my words out of context. <laughs> no, I'm just repeating exactly what you said. Don't listen to Sonny, baby. I love you. <laughs> All right. So on to the four anchor tracks. <laughs> So my four uh, Sammy Hagar tracks, my four Sonny Hagar tracks uh, there you go. are as follows. Uh, off of OU812, a song I know is not a single, AFU, off of 5150, probably my favorite song on this record. And I'm 99.9% .9 sure this wasn't a single, but I absolutely love the album opener good enough. Not a single, right? Not a single. Yay. Uh, off of Balance, I want to show a little love to Balance. I like the song called Seventh Seal. I like the rhythmic of that song. I know some people don't care too much about that song, but I dig it and always have actually dug it. So Seventh Seal off of Balance. And then off of the F-U-C-K record, I love the lyrics and the basic tale behind in and out
I love it. They've got you going in. They got you going out. No truer words could be spoken. And I dig that tune a lot. So in and out off the F-U-C-K record. That's my four for the Sonny Hagar tracks. <laughs> so here we actually got some duplicates and I'll explain the second duplicate in a little bit. But okay. my first was good enough because there's just something. It's the perfect start to the Van Hagar era, right? The minute he says, hello, baby. Mm-hmm. I guess if you were a DLR truther, you, nothing Sammy could have said would have mattered. But when you go back and 10 years, 20 years later, you know, if you want to be truthful to yourself, you would be saying, why was I upset? Cause this is a damn good song. And there's nothing in this song that says we're not going to be the good old Van Halen. Right. And if you really listen to it, it actually makes you feel like you rewinded a little bit before 1984 and it probably would have made you feel good. If you would have given it a chance, I'm not saying you, but I'm just saying, you know how some people are like, I'm not listening to that no matter what, cause it's not Roth period. And you know what, if you were a Sammy Hagar fan before Van Halen, which there was a lot of Hagar that I liked before Van Halen, it's a really good combination of Hagar and Van Halen. Really that song good enough when you listen to it could be a cousin to one way to rock, yeah. you know? So that's the way I looked at that song. Yeah, and I was a Hagar fan beforehand, so I've always loved that song. Love 5150, the title track. Uh, you know, just something about, you know, feel like a running politician trying to please you all the time. Like, there's yep. just something about that song that's awesome.
from the F-U-C-K record, I love Judgment Day. And, you know, when anybody says Van Hagar went soft, this is usually one of the songs I hand them. And I was thinking Amaranth could probably do a kick-ass version of that song if they wanted to. There's some Van Hagar that Amaranth could take over the top. And uh, Judgment Day was actually my number two off that record. I was going back and forth between Judgment Day and in and out and then my fourth Sammy song was off a of balance and it's aftershock. And it's just a perfect example of the vocal melody can make or break a song because if the vocal melody was not good on that song, that song would be absolute shit. Right. So it, there's something about it that, uh, in the verse, man, the melody is so good that it kind of hooks you. Mm-hmm. So that was my four Sammy's. Awesome. All right. So we each had an extra track. Who did you go with? Well, who do you think I went with? <laughs> Gary, of, Gary, Gary, of course. Of course. <laughs> I can't have anybody getting the shaft on the Van Halen <laughs> deep cut episodes, for God's sakes. No, of course not. I went with David Lee Roth. And I went with David Lee Roth essentially because there were just too many records that I needed to cover. And even though I didn't pay tribute to 1984 or Diver Down, which both have great deep tracks on them, uh, and I could have picked deep tracks off of either one of those records. I wanted to recognize the last Van Halen record, which was a different kind of truth, because there's some really good material on a different kind of truth. And I know that it's old material that they've uh, reworked, but that was Van Halen's career from the get-go. They were always working old material. Shit, some of the stuff on 1984 goes back before the debut record. So there you go with that. So my extra track was a song off of Different Kind of Truth called Trouble With Never. And I love this song lyrically. You just need to listen to the lyrics of this song. David Lee Roth, I mean, the first verse, you often wonder, you want to know, how deep does the rabbit hole go? I know you never thought about it, but ask yourself later, when you turn on your stereo, does it return the favor? Level 
Freaking awesome. I absolutely <laughs> love that line. And that's just a great song. So that was my extra track, Trouble With Never. Yeah. So I had a, I had picked an extra track. It was a Sammy track. And then I had two backups just in case you talked about um, one of them. So my initial pick was AFU, which you already talked about. Okay. Then my second pick was In and Out which you already talked about. <laughs> so we're going to go to the third pick, which puts me right back to the 5150 record. And that's get up because everybody just forgets about the song because of all the hits and that whole guitar riff. Woo, it's a great workout song. If you want to try to keep up.
you and I, we didn't share any of our picks before this episode. So what are the odds of, of it working out that way is kind of interesting, but we're more on the same uh, wavelength than you might think. On Sammy stuff, I think, uh, well, you don't like the ballots, but besides that, I think we're going to, when we do the episodes and do all the album reviews, I think we're going to find out that on the Sammy stuff, we're pretty much all in the same space, but the issue is the ballads are going to rank the songs a little bit differently. It's going to be DLR where we're all over the place because there's some stuff that's really kitschy that I like, and then there's some stuff like, dude, what are you doing? Like, come on. Yeah. Right. So uh, we'll be farther off on the David stuff. Yeah. And I think this is a good opportunity to mention. So the whole month of December for us has been just basically a tribute to Eddie Van Halen, the music of Van Halen. And we've mentioned it before, but what Sonny's talking about now is that next year our plans are to Van Halen has 12 studio albums. And so there's 12 months in a year. Our plan is to try and invite a special guest along for each episode, but once a month, do a dive into one of the Van Halen studio albums. And we'll probably do it in order. So we'll start with the debut. We'll end with different kind of truth and everything in between. That'll be just another way that we can kind of Pay tribute to the music of Van Halen and Edward Van Halen through next year. So that is our plan. Of course, plans always can change. You never know what's going to happen in the course of a year, but that's the plan as we see it now. And I've already lined up a few friends to come along and do these uh, with us. So should be fun. Okay. So, you know, we love talking kiss. You wanted the best, but you got the best. The hottest band in the world. Kiss. It's time for your historic moment on Growing Up Rock. So for the historic moment, I wanted to go with a Bob Kulik song, you know, Rest in Peace. Um, he was involved in this track. You can find it just about any metal compilation Christmas album. So since it's Christmas time, figured I'd pick a Christmas song. So the musicians playing on this track are Bob Kulik on guitar, Ray Luzier on drums from Korn. You got Bruce Kulik on guitar. You have Chris Weiss, who's been in the cult. He's been in Ozzy. He's been in Ace. So there's all kinds of Kiss connections here. And the good old Jeff Scott Soto on vocals. Here is We Wish You a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. We wish you a Merry Christmas. 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 We
us a figgy pudding, so bring us a figgy pudding, or bring us a figgy pudding and a cup of good cheer. We won't go until we get some. We won't go until we get some. We won't go until we get some. So bring it out here. Exactly is figgy pudding because I don't know. That sounds nasty. <laughs> that does sound nasty. I don't. I don't think I want any figgy pudding. I don't like figs that much. So if it has anything to do with figs, I'm out. Yeah, yeah. That none of that sounds good. I'm not. The pudding is just kind of nasty all the way around. It has to be really good for me to even try it. I like chocolate pudding. Nah, sometimes it tastes chalky. Like I, I like the. Like a banana pudding or something like that. Like it's got to be kind of off the normal taste path, I guess. I hear you. I'm down with that. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, let me ask you this. Uh, So today I heard the new Adrian Smith and Richie Kotzen song. Have you heard this yet? I have not heard it. I heard there was a song. I have not heard it yet. Yeah, it's called Taking My Chances. It's uh, They released it today on... Spotify, go check it out. I enjoyed it. It's rock. It's straight up rock. Uh, I'm not sure Kotzen is doing all the singing. I'm wondering if Adrian Smith is doing some of the singing. I don't know. Mm, I don't know how much Adrian Smith sings. I have no clue. Uh, it just doesn't sound like Kotzen all the way through. There's a couple of places that it sounds like Kotzen, but granted, I've only listened to the song once. I enjoyed it the first time around. It's definitely got some riffs in there that I think are probably Adrian Smith because he's a good riff master, man. Uh, he doesn't get enough credit for some of the stuff he does for Maiden, but I dug it. Check it out. Let me know what you think. Maybe we'll play it on a spotlight episode uh, at some point in the future, but just released today as of this recording. Adrian Smith and Richie Kotzen, I think it's called Smith and Kotzen, and the song is called Taking My Chances. And are they doing like a uh, full album? Yeah. Yeah. As far as I know, there's a full record coming. Oh, it looks like, oh, it says, uh, stay tuned for more uh, news to come in early 2021. Yeah, as far as I know, it's a full record. Uh, This was just the first song off of it. 
Oh, they even got a, oh, that's a, a kind of a cool uh, logo there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Interesting. And are they noodling together? Like somebody's got to be playing bass, I guess. There has to be other people involved then because it can't just be these two guys. They're both guitar players. Yeah, they're they're the two names in the thing. So I don't know who else is involved with that right now. Wow. Okay. That'll be cool. Well, awesome. This has been a good episode. This is a great uh, finish to our month-long tribute to Van Halen. So I've enjoyed it. It's uh, been a good way for me to make peace with everything that's gone on. Van Halen played a big part in my growing up rock years and still plays a part in my musical love today. So I was happy to be able to do this and the podcast gave me that outlet to do it. Yeah. And I've always been a Van Halen fan. It's not one of my top 10 bands and it's not because Van Halen is not a great band. It's just, they connected with me at times and at times it didn't connect with me. And I was always more of a Sammy guy than I was a Van Halen guy. So, uh, Sammy is one of my top 10 and Van Halen just, I guess Van Halen automatically ends up being part of it because it is in Sammy's bang zone anyway. So, but I love Van Halen. I listen to it a lot. I would say that over this month, I've started to listen more David Lee Roth stuff. Uh, I still prefer the Sammy stuff, probably always will, but I've gotten more of an appreciation, especially after that tribute album one, especially after hearing other great singers not being able to pull off what David was doing Mm -hmm. instead of thinking like I did before about it, just, he just a shitty singer. That's what the issue is. Now I'm kind of thinking more like, okay, he's more unique. Right. I don't mm-hmm. call Ace a shitty singer. It's just a unique guy. He just doesn't, you know, he's just not a virtuoso, but that's not what they wanted Ace to be. And David's a lot more fun in the way he does his singing. That's for sure. And man, they ain't a lot of people that can pull it off. Yeah. And honestly, I think really Dave's issues are more of a live sort than they are on record. I don't think he's a shitty singer on record. I think he's got had issues live and, you know, just doesn't do stuff. Uh, that he does on record, but Hey, it's okay. You don't have to, uh, be, you know, Van Halen doesn't have to be a top 10 band for you to have impacted your musical taste in some way, shape or form. And that's okay. For me, they were important. And that's why I chose to do this through the show and it's all good. Well, is there anything we need to add? Of course, we need to uh, wish all the families out there from the grown-up rock family to yours a very happy holiday season. And, of course, the best wishes for a much better 2021 than, than was this shitstorm of 2020, so to speak. Yeah, thank you for all the feedback. Uh, hope you and your family are safe and you have a great holiday season There is absolutely no way 2021 could be worse than 2020. That's not possible. I am looking forward to some great music, some great times, some hanging with people and getting back to normal as soon as we possibly can. So uh, thank you for listening. Yeah, and I'll say this. uh, The next time you hear Sonny and I will be coming at you in the new year with our best of 2020 music because there was some damn good music released in 2020 so we'll be coming to you with our best of episode but the first um sunday in january i'll be releasing this interview that i did with a concert promoter in fact he's a legendary concert promoter danny zalisco and this guy's got stories he's got some crazy stories but he just released this book called all excess 
And this guy knows everybody and anybody in the industry. And so I urge you just to listen to that episode. It's not a lot of music, a lot of talking. So if you're not into interviews and things like that, then just pass it by. But if you want an interesting story, then definitely check out that episode uh, because there's some interesting stories that this guy has with everybody from James Brown to um, Axl Rose and Alice Cooper. So check it out. That'll be the first Sunday in the new year. And then Sonny and I will be back the following week with our best of. So Like Sonny said, from our family to yours, have a happy holiday season, stay safe, and be nice to everybody. That's it. We're out. See ya. Later. Get ready to shuffle, rattle, and roll. Play us out, boys. Thank <laughs> you.
Please make sure you subscribe to our podcast, Growing Up Rock, and leave us a review on iTunes. Give us a like and leave us a comment on Facebook at Growing Up Rock. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.